0: If given the choice, would you go back to being a teenager? And more specifically, would you ever wish to be a teenager in the middle of a pandemic? No, didn't think so. Life is tough enough in your teens. Hello. Well, are you okay? I have to say, I'm finding today really tough. I love Easter. It's one of my favourite celebrations with my family. Not, not so much the religious aspect of it for me, but more being out in the spring sunshine on an Easter egg hunt with my nieces and nephew. Feeling that winter is well and truly behind us and you can just see summer on the horizon. You can just sort of feel it coming around the corner. We also have the most delicious dinner that is second only to Christmas. But I know that this year that can't happen and I can be committed to the importance of that while also holding my disappointment because I'm a grown-ass adult and I'm not alone and many of us are getting twitchy now that we're a few weeks into self-isolating in our homes. Today we're going to talk about how challenging that is in particular for teenagers and how we as the adults in their lives can hold strong in giving them what they need rather than what they want, tough and all as that is. Many of you really enjoyed Dr. Coleman Noctor's advice earlier this week about supporting children in their sense of loss at this time. So Coleman is back today to share his thoughts on helping teenagers who are no doubt bursting to get out of the house.
1: There is a risk of kind of generalising adolescents as a kind of a a one stock group when they're all very different. Um, So I I don't mean to generalise in that sense, but there are commonalities with adolescents that they, they do share. Um, and I think self-regulation and foresight are two things that they struggle with. they they tend to be short-term thinkers. And so, um, the consequences of something in the distance, and I, I would use the example of teenage girls at a sleepover don't say at 10 past 11, you know, it's getting a bit late. We have a busy day tomorrow. Let's say, let's get some sleep. It's um, they stay up all night and are exhausted the next day. So mm. self-regulation and foresight wouldn't be great. So as the parent, we're we're responsible for conveying that and, and trying to, and oftentimes that's where, when you're trying to, to sh- share a sense of responsibility with a teenager who's only kind of convinced about their rights, the rights and responsibility clash is, is is oftentimes where trouble happens. So, the issue being is you either see your child or your teenager or your adolescent as a young adult or an old child, and the reality is they're neither. They're and they're both. So, there are things that they're going to be able to take on that sm- smaller children won't be able to. But their challenge of your control will also be greater because they feel a bit more autonomous and that they, I suppose, have have the right to do things that perhaps of their own volition. What mm-hmm. I'd say to to any parent is, you need to give your teenager what they need as opposed to what they want. And if they want to be outside, but they need to be inside, then that's the end result of, of how you how you deliver that and what you insist on. However, the delivery of that is really important. And I would say when it comes to teenagers or adolescents or anybody between the ages of 12 and 20, the more you listen, the less they shout. And from that point of view, it is about trying to acknowledge the distress and discomfort and disgruntlement of all this to them. Because if they're uh, doing leaving certs or if they're doing junior certs and they don't know whether that's up in the air or not, they don't know they're, they were with their pals in school one day and all of a sudden they came home that evening and they weren't seeing them since. Um, the social cutoff, the, the, the isolation and the boredom, um, again, is going to be something they're genuinely going to struggle with and all of their structures that they would ordinarily have used to kind of cope with things. A lot of those have been removed. And so it is vitally important that as the parent, you acknowledge that struggle and acknowledging the struggle without colluding with a flaunting of the rules. So you don't want to say, look, I'm going to let you go and gather with other five people and risk the contamination thing because I want you to feel better. It's actually about saying, I realize that staying in is, is really difficult, but I'm going to insist on it happening because there's a social responsibility we have here. And I do think that's an opportunity for for, for adolescents is the idea of buying into the social responsibility. There is a lot of, of, of movements around climate change, green energy, um, and a lot of adolescents buy into the notion of that kind of altruism. And I think if, um, if we could make washing our hands, staying inside and coughing into our elbows kind of trendy, I think that would be something that would be really useful.
0: You know, I'm sure there's a lot of parents going, oh God, do I have to? You know, it's so difficult.
1: I think it's important to know that parenting an adolescent involves argument. It involves um, curfew discussions it involves autonomy it's a struggle for power and um, and that's a really normal developmental thing there is there's there's a real transition going on someone's transitioning from being a child to an adult and they're not a child anymore and they're not an adult either and so that will inevitably involve degrees of conflict they are not going to share their parents views nor should they and um, they're trying to Forge their own identities and things like that. And that's all very healthy and very normative. Psychologically, it's a good thing that they are able to use their voice in that way. But when it comes to something like this, there is a bigger picture.
0: Yeah. And as you say, foster that sense of shared values in our shared humanity and our community that, you know, this is their opportunity to contribute to that.
1: For sure. I mean, something is far better if it's done as an alliance as opposed to a conflict. And if you can get buy in and create incentives into them seeing themselves isolating as something that they want to do and is good rather than something that is imposed, the chances of it going well are much greater.
0: So in terms of a practical piece of advice, again, just to like equip parents that are taking on some of those tensions at the moment with some of their adolescents in the household, what kind of practical tips could you offer?
1: I think um, if you're having those rows at home, Know that every in ninety percent of houses across the country they're having the same rows. So that's the first thing I'd say in terms of the giving them what they need over what they want, and trying to ground yourself in that and trying to stay focused on that, even though they're trying to persuade you of otherwise. Uh, that's that's really important too, and also the knowledge that this won't last forever, and that in actual fact you can treat them at another point when when things get settled and when you can do it. Almost keeping that in mind that the conflict, like the isolation, is not going to last forever. But most importantly, acknowledge the distress that they feel. The more you listen, the less they'll shout. And the more they feel that you're trying to understand it from their point of view, the less they'll kind of book against it.
0: It's always reassuring, I think, to know that when things feel tough for you, you're not the only one finding it tough. And I hope that that will sustain you in some way if or maybe when you find yourself trying to support frustrated teenagers this weekend. Help them to feel seen and heard in their distress and know that we see and hear you in yours. Parenting is no picnic, but I know that you're doing your best and they're lucky to have you just as you're lucky to have them. I'm Janney Lanagon. We'll chat again tomorrow. Mind yourself. You can keep up to date with this podcast and find new episodes each day on rte.ie or wherever you get your podcasts. If you or someone you know is struggling with their mental health at the moment, please access helpline information at rte.ie forward slash helplines.